You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. In today's episode, we'll hear what it's been like to have a career full of adventure through film. Have you ever met a person that is so aligned with their purpose that they seem to exude gratitude and happiness? Five years ago, as we celebrated a friend's birthday, I struck up a conversation with today's guest, Greg. Although Greg mentions in this interview how his business has changed since I started meeting with him two times per week, I have to admit that it has been a whirlwind of experiences for me too. From working with award-winning Grammy artists to film producers and doctors changing the face of medicine, I have yet to see another career path that is more diverse than Greg's. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. So could you tell us how you discovered your passion for video and how Jaffe Films got its start? Well, it started with a movie called Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981, and I went to the movie with my family and my dad. I don't have any other memory of going to any movie with my dad outside of that movie. Uh, it was a double feature. And after watching that movie, it was just like the coolest thing ever. You know, my older brother was fascinated with Star Wars, and I never really got into Star Wars. But for some reason, mm-hmm. something with Raiders of the Lost Ark just like clicked with me. So I was a big fan after that movie, but it was a double feature. So the second part of our double feature was Chariots of Fire, which for a kid, boy, I was, what, 13 years old. Everything was in slow motion in the beginning. I mean, I remember falling asleep that movie. Now, now I actually <laughs> like that movie. Um, it's actually a really good movie. Yeah, that's where it started because I, uh, I I wanted to go home now. You know, my dad had a film camera. Now I wanted to shoot films and my sister and I would, would shoot films in the driveway. And I just had a desire to learn. Actually, have video. Oddly, we were recording. My dad showing me how to work a video camera for the first time ever. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. And yeah. uh, and it ends with the video ends with you know it's going to just take a little time, and, and then <laughs> then the video stops. So I was like, wow, I'm still learning. He was yeah. right. It does take a little time. So moving forward, uh, yeah, when I wanted to go to uh, college, I went to Bethel up in Minnesota, and they didn't have video or film. They had a communication program, but it was journalism. I transferred in my freshman year, which was probably like really weird. They they had a a program where you can kind of switch schools within their network. And I did. And I switched over to uh, Wheaton. And right away, there was uh, RTF communication, radio, television, film. And I decided I want to do that with the help of my mom. So yeah, so I got to go to Wheaton and I got to finish up with uh, radio, television, film. My senior year, I was the teacher assistant for advanced television production. Let me back up my junior year. The director, this guy, Myron Sue this director, and he was a friend of mine, but Myron was directing the film and I was his assistant. Yeah, I just had a lot of ideas and I I kept uh, vocalizing my ideas and people liked what I was saying. And I don't know, he wanted out. So I took over and we were off. And with this whole group of people, we had all these ideas and this thing was over in length. It's supposed to be 20 minutes. It was like 40 minutes. And then we kept cutting and it was like, whatever, we got it down to 25 minutes. And they accepted it at 25 minutes. They made an exception and we showed it in front of the school and it won a unanimous decision with the judge's first prize. The interesting wow. thing was seniors that we were up against, 
everyone was saying, you're never going to win against the seniors because there were these two guys who happened to go on to Hollywood and all that. And they were their movie had effects, special effects, mm-hmm. like explosions and stuff. I don't know. Mine didn't have any of that. Mine was like a love story and it's a spinoff of Princess Bride. But it was cool. And, and everything changed from there. Everyone thought of me as Mr. Film and... Uh, I'd get messages in my my mailbox at school, I remember. And then in television production, I things took off. And like I said, I was a teacher assistant. Anyway, that's the long story. Uh, that led to the the class, the advanced television production class. Uh, Dr. Johnson is his name, Stuart Johnson. He referred me to get my first job. I went back to Massachusetts and worked for my dad. But he ended up bringing me back here to Illinois because he got a job at the a TV station I started working at in Wheaton mm-hmm. it was the one that got me set up with that job. So I started there and I worked there for two years, very quickly realizing I didn't like television. So I started my own thing. I left the station not knowing what I was going to do. And, and then I decided, you know, I could put myself out there to shoot video. You know, some companies were calling to pick me up to run camera for their Pampered Chef, artistic impressions for their events. And then I kind of got in very quickly with groups of people who then kept hiring me and it just kept growing from there. And Mm -hmm. that's the birth of Jaffe Films. It wasn't like there was an idea ever that was like, oh, I have this idea to start this this company. Back then, people weren't starting companies just by themselves. To be in video, you had to have a whole huge company with 10, 15 people, much like film. You know, they Mm -hmm. never thought about one person doing it all. And so I was very cutting edge because I could keep my pricing down significantly because I was, it was just me and I had an interest in all the parts. And I kept the cohesiveness to a video because I'd be the person who came up with the idea. I'd shoot it and I'd edit it and it'd all be me. And then, um, you know, kept the vision, I think, all the way through it. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, interest. You know, it was kind of the new way of doing things back then. And, well, not uh, to mention, weren't, uh, wasn't equipment really expensive back in the day? Yeah, qu- equipment was, was very expensive, So, which leads to briefly the story of me not being able to get out of this certain hole that I was in because I would someone would hire me to go out and shoot an event for them for $550. Well, to rent the camera that I needed for this, the professional camera and the batteries and the cost of the tape and everything, I'd spend like $500 or $400 or $500 on on the rental. So I'd walk away with 150 bucks or even less. And I couldn't get myself out of that. I couldn't get, so then the next event would come and then I would make another $150, but it was just enough money for me to survive. But it wasn't enough money for me to ever get leverage because it takes Mm -hmm. money to make money. And I didn't have the money to get that leverage that I needed. So uh, my mom and dad didn't have money at the time. My dad's business was starting to struggle, but they came up with a couple thousand dollars. And this guy, uh, his name is John Ford, was selling this old Satacom, Plumicon tube camera, really heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking back, the whole camera package was probably 50 pounds, <laughs> which was another 25 pounds. And that was my first camera package. And the camera was connected by a camera control like cable to, to a deck. You, mm-hmm. you couldn't have one without the other. It's very inefficient, very heavy, very whatever, but it got me into that kind of caliber. Uh, I could get bigger jobs and now I didn't have to rent. That got me leverage. So that's right. that really is what really started changing things because at that point, things were profitable. Now, all I had to do was rent batteries because I didn't have batteries. And then things started from there. I had leverage. And one other thing, if I can mention really quick, on that's on the filming side of mm-hmm. production. On the editing side of production, uh, edit systems were very expensive back then, and Avid was the leader in editing. And mm-hmm. Avid um, was 
Avid Composer, Media Composer was my edit system. So I couldn't afford that either. That was uh, roughly about $30,000 to get the whole turnkey system from, you know, a company. So yikes. Yeah, That's a lot of money. I ended up uh, getting in with a company that was interested in me doing the work for them in exchange for they would they would buy this computer for me to edit the whole edit system. And in exchange, I would do the work for them. So it was a barter deal. And I got in with that barter. And that really helped on the editing side. Uh, if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't have gotten far with uh, the editing. There, there would have been no way for me to afford that. And then so um, they, they, over the course of probably about 15 years, uh, I bought into because they, they believed in depreciating equipment at a certain point. Oh, you just got to buy it new. So so the computer would get three years old. The whole edit system is three years old. They say, oh, time for a new computer, new edit system. And uh, yeah, they'd spend wow. another $30,000. So they probably spent about $150,000 on five edit systems that I had over the course of 15 plus years. So that really gave me a lot of leverage too. And, um, and that's it. Wow. That's amazing. It's pretty neat that you had people that, well, I, your parents knew they were helping you, but this edit system inadvertently gave you the advantage, if you want to call it that, to be able to both be the video um, and editor on a project. So I think that's really great. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone needs uh, at a certain point in time to get a break, whether it's it's a financial break or whether it's a break uh, from someone, you know, someone that comes along that they themselves have made it and they're willing to get back to help younger people to help. Because without that, most everyone who's made it has become successful doing something. Someone's given them the opportunity, the chance mm-hmm. at some point, probably. And there's a lot of people who are very talented that have never made it. And they may not have, not that they weren't talented enough, but they might not have been given a chance and opportunity. And um, so I had, yeah, companies, I had some people on the way uh, that really reached out, helped me out because of that makes me more apt to want to do the same for other people right now that are younger, trying to get into the industry and all that. Right. Yeah. I think that's one of your greatest qualities is that you're always willing to help you know, the next young person that comes to work for you. Pay it forward, you know, like the movie, you know, people give you the opportunity and then you recognize that, realize how much you appreciate it and how much it really helped get you leverage. And then you, you know, you feel like doing the same. Right. That's really great. Looking back on your career, what do you think has been the most memorable moment? The most memorable moment for me, two moments. One was 12 years ago through my special needs, not-for-profit that I was trying to start, special talents. Uh, We ended up, actually prior to that, we're working on a jingle for a song. We needed a singer. Long story short, we we got connected to some musicians, uh, one of which was Jim Peterick, that came out and helped at our talent show that we did. Because of that help and, and doing it for no cost, I said, well, you know, if you need any video along the way, I didn't know what a music video was. I've never done a music video because uh, I'd never been public before that. I was doing a lot of corporate. I was doing a lot of stuff traveling. Mm-hmm. Here you, you have a video that's public and then suddenly people are recognizing uh, your work. I went into a store, a music store, and some person at the counter said, oh, did you do that uh, music video? Come come dancing. And I'm like, wow, that was that blew me away. Someone recognized me by what I did. That was such a rush. And um, it just really made me want to just step it up and and do another one and do it better. So I was given an opportunity going Mm -hmm. back to what I said earlier, someone gave me a break, though we were helping each other out because I kept my costs 
low and and that helped those videos, music videos, because not a lot of money in music videos necessarily. That can be. It was giving me an opportunity, and um, and then it led to a lot of different artists. Um, and, and you know, music videos are very creative, so it, it just really served my like creative need. You know, gave me that outlet to go and do creative stuff along the way. Right. And um, so anyway, that that really changed things for me for the better, sometimes for the worse. Because it distracted me from a lot of the corporate stuff, which uh, ended up being really the stuff that was paying the bills because I just wanted to do that next music video and have fun, you know? And Mm -hmm. uh, so that was number one. And uh, number two was uh, Maria Lauren. (laughs) Because when I met Maria, um, I don't know, maybe five years ago. I think so. Yeah. It changed changed everything. I think moving forward gave me a different way of looking at my business in terms of if you look at 27 years I've been in business, I think the most substantial amount of changes by far that have happened to me have happened in the past five years. You know, it, it led to thinking about expanding. It led to thinking about different ways of types of projects, getting into uh, events and other things, uh, moving forward with getting into a studio, just concepts uh, with work. I think uh, Maria is very, not about you, the third person, innovative, creative, really good at uh, this kind of stuff that and worked very well with me and uh, my ideas fed off of her and the other way around. And so it just, it was just great. This is what we need to do next, next ideas, taking those steps and growing the business. Yeah. Well, I think when you're a small business owner, it's difficult to maybe see the next big idea or to put things in motion and grow in a way when you're so in it, it's hard to actually see it from the outside. And then when somebody, you know, from the outside takes a peek, I feel like it's easier to dissect it a little bit and say, oh, well, this isn't working. And if you just pivot and move and change this way, you know, you can expand. So I think that's really what it boils down to is that it does help to have another set of eyes and it kind of, I don't know, makes it exciting again, right? Yeah, there's, there there was that. It, you You are so in it, you don't have clarity. You know, I, I look at my career is that feather and Forrest Gump that you see at the beginning of the movie that, that comes back uh, mm-hmm. throughout the movie and, and ends. That's really been my life is like this feather. That's why I love that movie, Forrest Gump, another movie that's been very influential. But yeah, it's kind of like I, my business has gone in all the different directions. I think that the wind has sort of taken it, though I wanted to be film and I wanted to do movies and direct movies. It took me a lot of different directions because you oh, I do this and this was fun and exciting. And oh, wow, they're paying you to go to Finland. And oh, well, let me do that. And oh, wow, this because video was an exciting, you know, in, in the 90s was extremely exciting. Uh, yeah. You were you were very respected if you had a big camera and you came into an environment uh, with that kind of tool technology. Technology, you were respected, you were paid well, they sent you off to do a lot of things that were really cool and really important. So you had opportunities to meet very famous people, travel all over the world, travel the country. I mean, everything was was really came at the right time for video. I mean, like in music, like the 80s to me, but the 80s was like the big decade for, for music. I think for video and film, it was, it was the 90s because I think 80s was still a little, little early. Video was still too quirky, mm-hmm. trying to figure out formats and even professional formats were like VHS and Betamax. But the 90s were the glory years for video film. And I came in right at the right time. And um, so that's, yeah, what gave me, I think, a pretty uh, full career. So I guess my point is, that's why it's so easy to get distracted is because 
there were so many cool opportunities and you want to do the next and the next and next, which became distractions from what I really wanted to do. And then all of a sudden you wake up and. Are you ready to start your online website, but not sure who should host it? Let me tell you who I recommend to absolutely everyone. I love SiteGround. As someone who is not very techy and has many questions, I've come to appreciate their award-winning support team. They are top-notch and available 24-7. They've answered every question that I've had within minutes. Getting your site up and running will be a breeze. Click my link in the show notes and start your online journey today. Now back to the show. Wow, here you are, and you didn't really do what you set out to do. You got a lot of other stuff done, but now it's time to refocus and stuff. And I think uh, Maria's helped me a lot by coming in and, and giving more clarity to maybe not to be so diversified, maybe not be in certain areas of work that aren't lucrative. You know, I'm a, I'm a chase sh- the shiny object kind of guy, and then you end up going down <laughs> roads chasing <laughs> these objects, and then you got to be reeled back, you know, sometimes. Yeah, but I think we all have that a little bit. You know, it's it's easy to get distracted with the next new thing. Definitely. Yeah. But over the 27 years, I mean, just in the last five that I've um, worked with you, I feel like we've done some pretty amazing things. What would you say over the last 27 years has been some of the highlights? Of the 27 years, um, wow, there, there, there's so many things along the way that, again, there's just so many opportunities that I had. I've worked with so many different people on so many, you know, moments where you brought in to do uh, on the production crew for like an Oprah Winfrey special, uh, Michael Jordan Foundation through Edge Multimedia, but did that for a couple of years. That was a huge highlight. Chicago Bulls, Lovables, not having anything to do with the Lovables, though they were great. Um, <laughs> but really more to do with having an all-access pass because back then there wasn't the security that there is again now. And I met Larry Bird there. And I, oh, we just so fun. I was there for the big game where Michael Jordan came back with number 45 on his jersey. The place was insane. Oh, I like, bet. Crazy. So yeah, Chicago Blackhawks going to Albuquerque with them filming for their big statue they put outside the United Center, having having that film shown on opening game night at the United Center. I mean, the yeah. list just goes on and on and on. Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico for yeah, the International Balloon Fiesta. Uh, uh, the, a right hook by Muhammad Ali, getting to work with him and on and on and on and on. I think those were all in different artists that you've worked with, with music. Mm-hmm. And so many of them, uh, your heroes growing up and here you are working with them from all kinds of bands, Chicago and Survivor and Sticks and uh, yeah. former members of those bands. All that was, I think, most of all, probably goes back to my ultimate passion is travel. To me, that that was probably the most enjoyable of all. Right. Well, it's pretty neat that you're doing something that you enjoyed as a profession that was also taking you around the world, not just the United States. You've been to how many countries? Uh, 42 countries and then all 50 states. I've traveled a lot. That's uh, my passion. So so what better life could there be than you combine film with travel and you take all the best parts of what you love and what you're good at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, uh, There couldn't be a, a greater life for me than to combine all those to do something. I think it's evident when I first started talking, when we first met, you just seemed really in line with your purpose. And I feel like that's you know, evident in that you get to travel, which you love to do, but you also love the work that you do. So I think that it's just such a neat thing to see somebody who's really 
doing what they're meant to be doing. I'm still just as excited about all the different uh, opportunities and possibilities. Uh, maybe go a little in this direction. If that direction's not working out, you go in this direction. Not even for a second that I ever say, wow, I'm in the wrong field. I'm doing the wrong thing. Absolutely love the field that I'm in. Really, really hard work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Really difficult, really stressful, a uh, lot of challenges with uh, people along the way and projects and things. But some days you're like, ah, you're so beat up. But I've never said for a second that uh, oh, I wish I was doing something else. And I think or I wished my life was done differently because um, because the things that were most important to me, you know, I got to do and I got to hopefully help others, you know, along the way to do the things that are important to them or to work with me on those uh, mm-hmm. projects. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy with with uh, all that. So I kind of wanted to pivot a little bit and talk more about the video part of it and how it relates to a small business owner. Everyone should have one. I've always believed that there is no, you show me one greater uh, medium thing out there that is more important to the success of your company, an idea, progress, anything. It's all video. Video. And that's why YouTube has gotten, and Facebook and others, is because we're very visual thing right now. Everyone's uh, trying to get out their visual audio pictures, video. Uh, nine times out of ten, if there's a video, you know, that's going to show me how a product looks or how it works, or just even a little tidbit on a company. I'm watching the video. So it doesn't, I, I mean, even if it's something that's like just barely interesting to me, I'll watch the video. So I really think you're right that video has such a pull that everyone needs to have at least one for their business. And if you can create several for your products, I really feel like that makes the biggest impact. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, I have to say, because I've always said with music, you know, every musician needs at least two music videos and then maybe a demo, like a live version. I Mm -hmm. definitely would say with any company whatsoever, absolutely every company out there, every idea you're trying to put out there, every everything needs a video to go along with it or multiple. If you don't have one, that's kind of like not having a website and it's, it's, um, you absolutely need it as well as photos because um, they're absolute musts. And if you don't have them, uh, yeah, I think you're going to fall behind because other, other, Other companies have recognized that, and that's why there's so many out there. Right. Well, do you mind sharing maybe a couple of tips just in case somebody wants to create a video but doesn't really have the budget at the moment to do that? Is there some tips that you've gathered over 27 years that you could give a regular consumer? Yeah. So, you know, the pricing for cameras and everything have come down significantly, but everyone has, most everyone has a cell phone, whether it's an iPhone or not. It doesn't matter. There's an ability to record video that way. sure to say that most everyone has some kind of a camera. You can get really good quality off your phone. That's half of it. And the other half of it's sound to get good sound mm-hmm. quality. So if you can get into you know, a wireless mic or a good microphone or a good way of recording sound, then you can combine the sound in the video. And there's edit software that's free that's out there or very inexpensive that um, you can get even like Adobe Premiere. You know, DaVinci is popular now. Final Cut's kind of losing ground. Even on your phone right now, you can edit uh, together. But if you can learn, editing's the more complicated. I think shooting is, is easier than, it's easy to just turn a camera on and record it. Okay, it doesn't mean you have good lighting, doesn't mean it doesn't look amateurish. But editing seems to, it's not so much that the actual act of editing is hard or complex 
it's that most every edit software has a lot of options and so you get mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Um, but I think right now uh, there's lots of programs out there that are just very basic for editing yeah. that you can get into and do their own little movie. You should do a mini tutorial on how to shoot like a little intro video on an iPhone. Yeah, that, that would be something to your point to put into uh, because things that you think are very basic things that you think people would think of. No, like holding your cell phone horizontal versus vertical. Um, Because when I've done that before in the past, and you don't define that, people then send you vertical videos. And I can't, it's really hard to mix a vertical video with a horizontal. Then you get all these, what they call sidebars, all this. The sidebars. Yeah. Yeah. Blank space to the left and right. Well, what do you do with that? Yeah. Maybe I'll put put together. Yeah. A little masterclass. But, but uh, bottom line, end of the day, everyone needs a video. Uh, Videos are, you you can do them yourselves or or do them professionally. Um, I think it gives a probably a better perception and Mm -hmm. time is money. So you're saving time than trying to figure out how to do it yourself, have a professional come in and do it. I think everyone needs a handful of good pictures, including headshots, and everyone needs one or a couple videos uh, for overall your company or for your idea. Yeah, I agree. That's great advice. Well, what recommendations would you have for somebody wanting to hire a professional? Like if somebody came to you and wanted a video, what would make it the smoothest process in your opinion? Like what would they need? Do you have the vision for what type of video you would create for a small business owner? Or does a small business owner have to come to the table with, you know, what type of shots they want? What type of a message they want to put out there. Every time someone comes to me, they they come to me with an idea. They have some idea on their end. They don't usually come to me saying, I don't have an idea. What do you think we should do? They have some idea. They just don't know what to do with it. So mm-hmm. I think that's almost always what happens. So when they come to me, I always say, well, there's three phases to production. There's the pre-production, which is the organizing and developing. There's the production itself, which is the mm-hmm. filming and, and the gathering of all the elements and audio and pictures and other things that make up the video. But then there's the post-production, or they call it post, which is the editing. So so yeah. there are three phases of production in that order. You start with the pre-production. The more organized and the more you can put it all that together in the pre-production uh, phase, the more smooth uh, and quick, which means it's going to save time, which is money. Mm-hmm. It's going to go in production and the filming, and then also in the editing. So it's, it's super important, that first step. And usually it starts with, well, I have an idea for something. Well, let's put it down. Let's create a synopsis. But you have to think about this idea in terms of, you know, an audience, also the components of uh, what you want to put into that video are all going to affect, you know, everything moving forward from that idea. So if they have a product, you know, to understand who this is going to be shown to or who watching it is going to be more receptive to it. Is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most helpful things knowing with this idea how to continue. Um, so identifying your target market is probably yeah your tar- target audience. Yeah, it's fun to have three choices. Give me the idea, I'll do it. They they don't want to. They want to just be hands off. Mm-hmm. The other is just the opposite. The client wants to come in, and you're just a tool. They have all the ideas. They'll they'll tell you where to be when. The third way is the hybrid of both. You know, it's more collaborative that way. Sometimes it's really fun to just be a tool. But at that point, I imagine the client has to come with a super clear vision. Those are fun because, yeah, creative. So when you do a music video and you have all this creativity, so much responsibility, it actually generates a lot of stress. And sometimes it's fun for the client to come in and you're just a tool. They tell you what they want. They know there's hardly any stress because you just follow their lead. You just do what they don't know how to shoot, but they know what 
they want shot. So they just rely on you to, to get that shot and you're mentally sort of, you're just a body doing the work. I mean, maybe a quarter of my videos come to me that way. Most of them are, 50% of them are, you know, collaborative. And then uh, the other 25% is probably where they just hand it over. If you have an idea for something, find other videos that you've liked and what do you like about them? Send them and then that really helps me have an understanding what you're seeing that you like, because then we can kind of get a little closer to getting you exactly what you want. Not that you're going to copy it, but it's going right. to get closer to getting them, the client, what they want. Yeah, that's great advice. I never thought of that, but I, I guess it would make more sense to show somebody visually what they found appealing as opposed to try to describe it and then you interpret the words incorrectly. So what's next for Jaffe? You know, Jaffe is um, evolving constantly. It's changed a lot in five years, but you got to kind of roll with the times because things are changing so fast. So you got to roll with the times and, and if you're not equipped to change. But with things I've learned, and I think the coronavirus has led me to think about offering other things that I didn't think about offering before, like virtual events. I kind of come full circle, you know, 27 years and you go all the way back to where you sort of started because you tried a lot of different things and you come to realize the best thing for me might have been what I started doing way back in the beginning. Let's get back to that and let's just do it in a different way now because the world looks very different. I think it's nice that you've had the ability to at least experience and try out other things. It helps you grow and it also makes you realize, kind of like what you said, that you really didn't care to do the other stuff. Yeah, it sometimes takes you doing the other stuff to realize <laughs> you don't care to do the other stuff. Right. Awesome. So where can we find you? Uh, in my living room. <laughs> How about online? <laughs> oh. Online at uh, jaffefilms.com or Jaffe Inc. And then also on Facebook under Jaffe Inc. All right, Greg. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Great job on all the shows and work you've been doing with the show. And um, yeah, I appreciate you asking me to do this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Well, there you have it, my friend, another ultra-talented CEO creating a life full of adventure through his passion and purpose. I think Greg's greatest gift is seeing the potential in others and finding a way to apply that to his business. When you're aligned with your purpose, you become a person of generosity and you're able to pursue your dreams. The biggest takeaway for me was that in a world filled with many options and career choices, look for the one that strikes an inner chord and pursue that. Regarding a video, it is one of the quickest ways to build trust with your audience. It has the biggest return on investment and nearly 70% of consumers prefer to watch a video than to read about you or your business. If you're just getting started, Greg suggests using anything from your phone to an inexpensive camera. Take a look at the software that is free and readily available on your phone or computer. Focus on even natural lighting and good sound quality. The idea is to get your business or product out for the world to see. Be sure to check the show notes to find the links to Jaffe Films and to get started with your video project. And if you're in the Naperville, Illinois area, be sure to check out Jaffe Studios. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. <laughs>